0: Have you ever gotten around to it? My grandpa gave me a round to it once. It was a, a wooden circle like about like that, and it said, "Around to it." Well, sometimes we, we don't get around to it. And uh, one of the things that uh, we didn't get around to for a very long time was changing all of the information on our church van. Uh, we've been driving around uh, for years now with our old name and our old website and our old slogan. Uh, but finally, now we have a new wrap on it and we have our new and updated information. And it's parked outside now, uh, so you can take a look at it if you'd like. But, but one thing you'll notice, is that instead of saying adventure by the park, which the old van said, uh, it now says, God could use someone like you. And that's the theme of our message series now here this winter. God could choose somebody. God could use someone like you. So we're in the second in our series on that. And today we're looking at uh, seniors who have excellent excuses. God can use them. 25 years ago, Dawn Brooke was having a great year. 58 years old, she looked like a million bucks And she lived in a million-dollar mansion on the British island of Guernsey with her 64-year-old fiancé. And then, as can happen as we start to age, she began to have unexplained pains and exhaustion. She went to the doctor, fearing the worst. Later, she said, I thought I was ready for anything, but not for this. Nothing could have prepared me for being told, you're pregnant. I just thought, I'm a 58-year-old woman. This can't be happening. She thought it was a joke, but it was real. And on her 59th birthday, she gave birth to her son, Harry, the oldest natural birth on record. Needless to say, this was not a planned pregnancy. What woman her age expects that the next phase in her life will be diapers and baby food. Now, there have been older women who have given birth. Even women into their 70s have given birth through uh, in vitro fertilization and, and other medical techniques. And at least one woman even older than that gave birth through supernatural means. Her name was Sarah. You might have heard of her. And her husband was Abraham. God promised Abraham that he would become a great nation and that all the people of the world would be blessed through his offspring. But when Sarah got too old to have children, they tried to force God's hand by having Abraham hook up with another woman to give birth to Ishmael. But that was never God's plan. God's plan was for Sarah to get pregnant, even if it was supernaturally at age 90. Here's what the Bible says about that. Genesis chapter 18. The Lord appeared to Abraham near the great trees of Mamre while he was sitting at the entrance of his tent in the heat of the day. Abraham looked up and saw three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he hurried from the entrance of his tent to meet them and bowed low to the ground. He said, If I found favor in your eyes, my Lord, do not pass your servant by. Let a little water be brought, and then you may all wash your feet and rest under this tree. Let me get you something to eat so you can be refreshed and then go on your way now that you've come to your servant. And so Abraham runs to tell Sarah, and they whip up a little food, a nice meal, and he brings it and he sets it before the three guests. Where's your wife Sarah, they asked him. They're in the tent, he said. Then one of them said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Now Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent, which was behind him. Abraham and Sarah were already very old, and Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed to herself as she thought, After I am worn out and my Lord is old, Will I now have this pleasure? Then the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Will I really have a child now that I'm old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Sarah was afraid, so she lied and said, I didn't laugh. But he said, Yes, you did laugh. And who can blame Sarah for laughing? I mean, what is this, some kind of joke? You think it was hard for Dawn to envision becoming a new mother at age 59? Imagine age 90. Not that Sarah's complaining. She wanted a child all her life, but as she puts it, she's already worn out. And her husband is old. And old he was, 99 years old at this time. I just imagine Sarah walking into our mops group that that meets in the library, our mothers of preschool group, and the looks that she would get at 90 years of age carrying her little baby. It's hard to imagine. She had to be the most unlikely mother of all time. And yet God used her to bless the entire world, from her would come Isaac, and then Jacob, and Don, on down through the generations, to David and Solomon, and, and ultimately to Jesus. God uses the most unlikely people to do his work. At an age when most people are pondering their prescriptions and their estate plans, Sarah and Abraham are trying to figure out car seats and breast pumps and All of those kinds of things. No wonder they laughed. Who wouldn't laugh? Who could have imagined that their next step in life's journey would be so amazing? Sarah can't. She won't admit it, but she laughs at the ridiculous possibility that God would have another chapter to write in her life. Last week we looked at how God uh, used Mary to accomplish his purposes and as improbable as she was to to bear the Messiah, and as imperfect as she was as a parent, we're not too surprised that God can, can use a willing young woman to do great things. I mean, don't we tell our young daughters and sons, you can do anything that you set your mind to. There's a world of possibilities waiting for you. You could grow up to be president someday, or a doctor, or a movie star, maybe all three. How often do we ask young people, what are you going to be when you grow up? But how many times have we heard someone ask, what are you going to be when you grow old? It's as if we reach some point, 70 or 50 or 29, and we think the possibilities have ended, that we've entered into the last chapter in our lives, a chapter where we've done everything we're going to do and been everything we're going to be. We certainly don't expect God to say, guess what? The next chapter in your life is going to be the most important yet. I need you to be a part of my plan. Even though God had had promised to use Sarah in a mighty way, she was 90 years old. And so she thought that ship had sailed. I'm worn out. And my husband is old. She has several excellent excuses for why she couldn't possibly be used by God at this point in her life. But then she gets a visit from three strangers and she learns that God could use someone like her, even her, at age 90. Age is no barrier to being used by God. Do you know who... uh, who this uh, character is here on the screen here? We'll get a shot of him. Who's that? Well, it's Charlton Heston playing Moses. <laughs> do you know how old Charlton Heston was when, when this was filmed? In the, for the movie The Ten Commandments? He was 33 years old. But do you know how old Moses actually was? When he led the people out of slavery... He was 80 years old, and his brother Aaron was 83. It's amazing. Remember what he was doing before he got got called, before the burning bush, and before he was sent to the pharaoh? He was just out tending sheep. He was living the life of an old shepherd, just watching sheep eat grass. How How could he have imagined or even dreamed that God would have another chapter in his life. And yet God did, and we got the Ten Commandments. The Bible is full of people of all ages that God uses to accomplish his purpose. And some are young, like Timothy, and we're going to talk about his story next week. And some are older, like Sarah and Moses and Anna. Do you recall Anna's story? It occurs in the second chapter of Luke. Just after Jesus is born, and and Mary and Joseph take Jesus to the temple to consecrate him to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice of, of thanksgiving. And at the temple, there is the prophet Anna. When she was a young woman, her husband died after they'd been married only seven years. And from that time on, she devoted her whole widowed life to the temple. By the time the baby Jesus comes along, Anna is 84 years old. And at 84, God has a new chapter in her life. There was also a prophet Anna, the daughter of Penuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying. And coming up to them at that moment, that's up to the baby Jesus and Mary and Joseph, coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God, and she spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Anna has been a devout prophet of the Lord for years. But now God... Needs her to do something new. God needs her to speak about Jesus to all who are looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. The people in her town have been waiting for God's redemption, and she perhaps has even prophesied about it. But now her job is to let the city know that redemption has come in Jesus Christ. In a sense, Anna becomes the very first person to witness to Jesus, the first evangelist. And she does so at age 84. Whatever your age, God could choose someone like you. And whatever your excuses, God has another chapter to write in your life. This year I was invited to be involved in a program called Shemitah Um, Invited might be too mild a word. I was ordered to do Shemitah. See, pastors in the Minnesota Annual Conference are required every seventh year to do an extensive review of their call to ministry following the biblical pattern of a a seven-year Shemitah refreshment year. And... This Shmita process for for us pastors involves retreats and study groups and reading books and paper writing and extensive evaluation of my emotional intelligence and my leadership. It's a lot of work. And I held off replying to the invitation, trying to come up with an excuse for why I couldn't do Shmita this year. The truth is, I thought I was too old for that kind of stuff. That's for young pastors still trying to to figure out what God's calling them to do. (coughs) That's for those pastors that have endless possibilities in front of them and many years to accomplish it. It's not for seasoned pastors like myself. I know how to be a pastor and I know what God is going to do in my life. But then the Holy Spirit convicted me. Mark, what are you afraid of? Are you afraid to discover that you still have some growing to do? Are you afraid that I might need you to do some new things? Or are you afraid that I might no longer need you? Trust me, I'm not finished with you yet. There's another chapter yet to be written for you. And that's true for all of us. There's another chapter yet to be written. God isn't finished with you yet. In fact, God could use someone like you, just like you, with your strengths and weaknesses, your past successes and failures, your knowledge, your relationships, and yes, your age, whatever that might be, whether it's 19 or 90. (coughs) I want to tell you about one of the most effective pastors that I know. Her name is Callie Christensen. And Callie hasn't always been a pastor. She had a long career working for the county and social services, and she was good at it. She was also an active member of her little country church, Clothal United Methodist near Long Prairie. And there was a time when her church was in need of a pastor, and in all the prayer and discernment that I did as her district superintendent, trying to to find the right person for that church. I kept hearing, they need someone like Callie. But of course she had her own successful career and and she was approaching retirement and she wouldn't want to take on the rigors of of learning to become a pastor. And so I kept looking for someone like Callie. Because I just knew that that there's no way that that she herself would would become a pastor she had her own sheep to watch over literally i expected that when she did retire she'd just want to go out to her farm and and take care of her sheep like moses did so i kept looking but god said to me why don't you just ask her and so i did I met with her and I said, Callie, have you ever considered becoming a pastor? And she says, You know, I've been wrestling with that for quite a while now. And within just a few months, she had left her job with the county. She had signed up for training to be a licensed pastor and she started preaching. And that's seven years ago now. And today she's a pastor of four churches, four different churches. She's an overachiever. And like I said, she's one of the best pastors I know. What an amazing next chapter in Callie's life. God doesn't call us all to be pastors, or to be mothers, or evangelists, or even to do Shemitah. But there is a next chapter for all of us, a chapter that, where God could use someone like us to accomplish his purposes And that chapter might be a long one. It might be seven years or more. Or the chapter might be a short one. Even as short as seven days. Either way, God can use someone like you. Even if our days here on earth are drawing to a close, God can still use someone like you to give a witness to dying well as Christians. To demonstrate the hope that we have in the promise of eternal life. I've mentioned uh, this fellow before. His name is Howard. And he gave one of the greatest testimonies of faith and love that I'd ever witnessed. And he did so when he had just a week to live. Howard was a lifelong servant of Christ. As a young man, he would pick up Confirmation Kids and driving the Confirmation and back. He went on to be active in in his churches, being on various committees, being a part of the lay witness mission, singing in the choir, doing the little fix-up stuff around the church. His whole life reflected faith and service. And even in his later years, when he had dialysis and and was struggling with various health concerns, he continued to be a servant of Christ. So when when Howard approached me and asked if he could come up and say a few words during the service, I didn't hesitate. He sat in the front pew, and when I invited him up to speak, he slowly made his way up to the pulpit. Good morning, church, he said. I won't be here next Sunday. My body can no longer take the dialysis so it's only a matter of days before I die. And there was a collective gasp from the, from the congregation. He says, so I wanted to let you know how much you've meant to me. And he went on to, to share not only the impact that the congregation had had on him, but what he'd seen in the lives of others. How the ministry of that church had touched people in the congregation and out in the community and even across the world. And he went on to thank Jesus for his mercy that saved him, for his spirit that encouraged him, and for the promise of life with him, even after death. And he spoke with such peace and joy. None of us could believe that he wouldn't be there next Sunday like he always was. It was the most powerful sermon I had ever witnessed. And then he sat down And we continued in worship. And sure enough, that week Howard died. But his witness in those final days was as powerful as any other chapter in his life. And maybe even more so. We're all of different ages. But each of us has a next chapter where God could use us. Will you laugh at it like Sarah did? Will you make excuses because you are such an unlikely agent of God's plan? Too old, too young, or too something to be of any use to God? What are you afraid of? Are you afraid to discover that you have some growing to do? Are you afraid that God might need you to do some new things? Or are you afraid that God might no longer need you? Trust me, God is not finished with you yet. There's another chapter in your life that's yet to be written. God could use someone like you. Let's pray. Oh Lord, sometimes you surprise us when we think that we know what the future is going to be and that we're going to coast on into it then you come along like three strangers and say guess what got another chapter I'm not through with you yet I'll never be through with you because when your work here on earth is done Then I'll take you home, and we can celebrate together. Oh, God, thank you for the way that you use us throughout our lives, the way that we can be a part of your work and ministry. Thank you for this church and all the lives that it has touched. And thank you for touching our life and giving us our calling. Thank you for using us in whatever way it might be. We're glad to be of service.